1: Today is my first time. For those that don't know, uh, this is my first time on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday segment. And for those that don't know, my name is Raylan. I'm a sales and mindset coach. That's probably important to know. But nonetheless, here we are. So I'm thinking about this idea of triumphant Tuesdays, triumphant to to triumph, right? It means that we have a great victory. Overcoming the odds and, and, and sometimes beating our greatest adversary our greatest adversary. Now, again, this got me thinking about what are the greatest rivals out there? What are the greatest like again, triumphs? And I thought about David versus Goliath. I thought about Frazier versus Ali. And if we go to the movie section, we can go into Neo versus Agent Smith if you're into the Matrix. I'm obsessed right now. I'm obsessed with the idea of like simulation theory and and, and all that. If you're not into that though, what if what about Rocky versus Apollo? Okay, let's go a little bit more on the more on the nerdy side. Harry Potter versus Voldemort. And all of these people, all these heroes, they triumph over evil. They triumph over their, their greatest adversary. Now, in order to do that, this implies you need to be fighting against someone. What's funny though is in entrepreneurship, I hear this all the time. Ray, I'm not competing with anybody. Raylan, I'm not competing with anybody. I'm here to I'm here to just do the best I can. I'm here not competing against anybody. But the thing is. Most of us in this room are competing against someone we just don't know who it is yet. Right now, here I want you to do this really quick. So if you're available to do it, or at least think about it, I want you to write down all the roadblocks that you have in front of you today, in your personal life, as well in your as well as your business. What are the greatest roadblocks that you have? Now, as you think about that, I want us to kind of also kind of uh, uh, kind of decode one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, two of them, in fact, one of it is Rocky Five when he goes and fights Ivan Drago, the greatest rival, America versus Russia. Ivan Drago. I'm getting actually really good at the accent, I'm not going to lie. Um, so <laughs> I've been practicing, by the way. So in the movie, you haven't seen it. First of all, that's your first issue. Write that as a roadblock. The reason why I'm not getting what I want out of life is because I haven't seen Rocky Five. So when I was growing up, every time I would go and compete, I was a Division I wrestler an MMA fighter, right the day before I would compete, I'd watch Rocky, Rocky V. Because in the movie, right in the beginning of it, Ivan Drago goes and, and fights against, um, or, or Ivan Drago fights against his mentor and friend Apollo and beats Apollo, not even beats him, he kills him in the ring. And this this gets Rocky going. He's like, I'm I'm ready to take on the world. I have to fight Ivan Drago. I have to win, it's a must. Now, if you watch the movie, everyone around him is telling, telling him, don't do it. You can't beat him. You can't win. Even his own wife, right? Even his own wife is telling him, you can't win. So what's funny about that movie is we watch that movie, we think it's him, him beating his rival, him beating Ivan Drago. And again, it's one of the best training scenes ever. The fighting montage is, oh my God, it's amazing. Because you see Rocky and he's in the cabin. He's He's working out – they flashed over to Ivan Drago, and he's he's working out in a lab with scientists around him, injecting them with steroids, and he's using all the best technology to get in shape. And where's Rocky? Rocky's in a cabin somewhere in the middle of nowhere lifting rocks. He's in the middle of nowhere with no one around him except for his key people, his key coaches, and they're chopping down trees. Right? And see, again, we get it mixed up. We think that story is about him fighting his rival and winning. And by the way, spoiler alert, even though it's like 50 years old, the movie, uh, he wins, okay? (laughs) But we think it's about him beating Ivan, but it's not. It's about him beating himself. It's about him conquering his inner critic. It's about him getting past his doubts, his fears, conquering that so that way he can perform in his best abilities. And that's how he wins. He doesn't have the world on his shoulders he just has one person in his head telling him he can't he can't do it and what's funny is at the end of the movie he says if i can change maybe we can change and the truth of the matter is he never changed he just became more of him now as we're thinking about what we do in our lives we often say things like man i don't know if i can do that i don't know if i can do that we think about those roadblocks we just wrote out i guarantee you We can scratch all those roadblocks away. The roadblocks are preventing us from getting where we want to be in our life. And in our business, we can scratch all those away and write one roadblock. The only true roadblock we have in our lives is just ourselves. It's that voice in our head saying, I don't think I can do this. Let's take a minute and just look at that sentence. I don't think I can do this. The funny thing is there's two people in that sentence. The person that thinks and the person that is the one doing. I don't think I could do this. So who's the second person? One is the true you, the real you, right? The person that takes action, that does the thing that needs to be done. And then there's a person whispering in your ear, you're not good enough. It's the person whispering in your ear, you know, what if it fails? What if it doesn't go well? Again, what did Rocky do? Rocky just did the work. He got away from everybody. He got away from the doubters. He got away from his own mind in a lot of times, and he just focused on the task at hand. What's funny is, again, we in entrepreneurship, we t- say all the time, I'm not competing. I'm not competing. But every single day, you're competing against someone. And today, we're talking about triumph. We're talking about victory. So how do we win against ourselves? We got to know what, that it's happening. You're losing possibly a fight every single day, and you don't even know what's happening. How do you know you're losing a fight because there's going to be a time for myself, for example, I'll give you a perfect example just yesterday, right? I have this course coming out called the inspirational seller. I got to record some video on it. Right. And I go, oh, I don't know if it's ready yet. I don't think, I don't think I can record this today. There you go. It's my inner critic talking to me. It's fine. It's ready. I just got to record, but yet, and still I didn't do what was necessary. I lost to my inner critic yesterday. Tell you one thing. It's not going to win today. Right after this, I have everything set up. I'm recording today. The, tr- the The truth of the matter is we are losing a lot of days in a year to our inner critic, to that voice in our head. What's on the flip side of that, though? I'll give you another movie example, okay? It's another one. It's my favorite movie of all times. If you haven't seen it, I don't know what to tell you, people. Maybe this is part of your problem, but Forrest Gump is by far my favorite movie of all time. I love Forrest Gump. This is the complete opposite uh, of someone battling their inner critic. There's a great scene in the movie, right, where he's running across America, and there's a bunch of people following him, and, and he just stops running. With, or First of all, to even run, he goes, you know, I just felt like running, so I ran. And then he stops running, right? And he just turns around and he goes, I, you know, I think I'm done now. Now I'm done now. And he just stops. If we look at our lives, if we look at Forrest Gump, for example, he doesn't think he just does. He doesn't have that inner critic telling him he's not good enough. He wanted to go to war, so he goes to war. He wanted to be a ping-pong champion, so he becomes a ping-pong champion, right? He wanted to fall in love and and marry his his sweetheart, Gen A, (laughs) so he does it. He didn't think and then act, he just did. So maybe in our lives, if we want to be the best version of ourselves, maybe we need to stop with the thinking and just become forced. What if we lived our lives a lot like Forrest Gump? What would happen to us? I wonder. Would the roadblocks even really matter? Would the with the doubt even affect us? I said something, you know, in a segment I did earlier, um, and I said, you know, what if we didn't know fear was a real thing? What if we didn't believe in failure? And is that a choice? What if we didn't believe it was possible to fail? Wouldn't we just keep going? We have a lot of baggage from our past, right? We have a lot of things that we bring into our own thought process and our ego loves it. It's fuel for the ego. It's fuel for that inner critic. The time that your parents told you weren't good enough. The times that, like I said, a segment I said earlier, I said, I call my mom and said, I wanna be an entrepreneur. I said, I'm gonna be like Tony Robbins. She goes, well, why would anyone believe that you're like Tony Robbins? No one's gonna buy from you. Okay, then my, my ego was like, yes. My inner critic goes, yes, I got some more fuel. I got some more fuel to to hold Raylan back. Some of these thoughts we internalize as if it's us, but it's not us. How much of what we think about ourselves comes from our past? All of it, I'm willing to bet at least most of it. This is interesting thing that if you read uh, anything about NLP, I'm not an NLP practitioner, but I'm always intrigued by different, different practices. And I, what I liked about this book, it talked about this book I read said, said when you think about that voice in your head telling you're not good enough or, or you're not smart enough or you're stupid, if you really think hard enough and you, and you listen to it, not internalize it, but you observe it as, as Eckhart Tolle says, you observe it. You can almost pinpoint where it comes from. And for me, it's, it's, it's behind me on my right side of my ear. And what's so interesting about that is it allowed me to pinpoint the, the insertion point in my brain of when that happened. It's this teacher that was overlooking what I was writing and literally told me like, I could never be a writer. I need to stick to just speaking. So I internalized that. And so I started believing that I can't be a writer. I'm not good at writing. I'm not smart enough to be a writer. And then again, once again, the inner critic goes, cool. I got more fuel. So every time you do something that scares you, Every time you do something that maybe is abnormal, you have something in your head saying, I don't think you could do that. It's protecting you from what, though? It's protecting you, or maybe better yet, it's a roadblock to your success, right? Brene Brown calls it a barrier to success, which she calls it, because it's not a barrier to to protect you, even though that's kind of what your ego or your inner critic is pretending it's doing. It's protecting you, but really it's just preventing you from becoming you. I said this in a a while ago, and Eckhart Tolle says it, you know, beautiful, I know I'm saying a lot about him, but there's a great book called Power of Now, and this is where it comes from. He says, you know, Descartes, when he talks about, you know, how do we know that we're really here? How do we know that we're actually here? He says, uh, Descartes said, I think therefore I am, but you know, it totally goes, hey, well, there's two people in that sentence, though. It's the thinker and the doer. And so oftentimes, we're so much on autopilot, we're so much on, on just living life, that we ignore the fact that every single day you are losing a battle to a, to a inner critic that you're not even aware of. You just think it's you saying it, but it's not. The true you doesn't talk, the true you does. The true you doesn't talk, it just is, it just does. And every single time that we able to separate ourselves from that inner critic, the better we are, the better we become. And the more us we become and the more people we get to help. I hear a lot of entrepreneurs talk to me all the time, right? I'm again, again I'm a sales coach. And what I, what I talk about a lot is we need to help people. There's people out there that need your help. I only really work with brands that actually care about helping their clients. If we truly care about those people, then that means we need to stop battling ourselves. There's other battles to be won. There's roadblocks to get over. There's things to learn. But if we're too busy battling ourselves, well, when is, where's the energy going to come from to doing what we want to do? Today, even I guarantee the people listening to this that has an offer, they're listening to me right now, and they're, they're supposed to be, you know, writing their, their next offer. They're creating something for a client. They're writing a proposal. But as they're writing it, they stop for a minute and they let their inner critic go. You know, I don't think we need to do this right now. What if we put it off till later? Or I don't have the right. I don't have all the information right now. Maybe I should. You know, do this a little bit more. Maybe I should pick up another book and read it. Maybe I should listen to this podcast before I do whatever. Maybe I should listen to instead of just going, I have everything I need, I just need to execute. Who told you that everything needed to be perfect when you come out with it? Nobody told you that. Maybe in school, right? We learn to write an essay and it has to be perfect to get a good grade. Well, guess what, people? I don't know if anybody told you this, but entrepreneur is not that way. It's not. Even today, right? You said you wanted to come out with a book. You come out with a book. It's published, right? My good friend, Rachel Dialto, right? Came out with this book called Relatable. It's done. It's published. Okay, great. But what if she has more to say? Guess what? She can write another book. Well, Raylan, like I'm writing this book and it, it has to be perfect because it has to come out. Again, who told you you couldn't write another book? What if there's another possibility? Possibilities are endless. Right. There's no number. I said this before, right? Be high in intention, but low in attachment, low attachment, not to the result, but low attachment to how it gets done. Who told you you had to publish a book, a hardcover book. What about an ebook? What if you created create an ebook where people can read it like a book, but it, it grows over time. Maybe you start with a 20 page book that maybe in the next five years turns into a 500 page book. Who told you you couldn't do that? What if you created a course where instead of, you know, it just is done and that's it, maybe it grows over time. It grows with you. You add to it. Nobody told you that it has to be perfect today. The only one person that told you it has to be perfect today is that inner critic. Why? Because it's preventing you from becoming you, from helping the people you want to help. Maybe we need to spend more time observing, not internalizing, but observing the way that we talk to ourselves, or their inner critic talks to us rather than separating those two things. So how does it show up in our lives, though? It's important to know this, right? Because we got to track it. We got to understand where we're coming from. So there's three ways that usually it shows up. Three ways that usually shows up. The first way is a, a, is avoidance. Now, listen, people. I'm be honest with you. I'm always going to be truthful, right? When I talk about this stuff, I don't talk about it from a, a place of like, yo, I know it all. I talk from from a place of, yo, I've been there. And avoidance is me. Boy, oh boy, it's me. My inner critic tells me, Raylan, you're not smart enough to talk at breakfast with champions. The millionaire breakfast club. You're not a millionaire yet. Who says that you could talk like that? So I avoid writing my segment to the last minute. So I avoid thinking about what I could say. I avoid you know, reaching out to Glenn Lundy saying, hey, man, I think I could be a part of this. I I, I hesitate to reach out to someone saying, hey, I want to do a segment with you. I avoid. That's what I do. Again, that's my inner critic, though, it's not me. My true self, I'm not an avoider. I just do the thing that I need to do. I separate that out. But instead, again, I put someone's energy. I allow the inner critic to zap energy from me. It's like a parasite. It takes it from me, and I can't do what I need to do. So there has to be another way. The other way is, again, you separate that out. You observe. Okay, I hear what you're saying. Now what? I hear that you think that I'm not good enough to be in... The breakfast with champions but also i'm gonna do what i gotta do so you do it okay but some people in the room are going ray that's not me i'm not an avoider okay but what about this what about the people in the room that maybe if you think back to maybe your corporate days or, or maybe you're there now and somebody says something you go you know i have a better way but you stay quiet you go you know what that person's way is probably a little bit better i'm gonna go with them it's the same thing or critic telling you you know what you're not smart enough to contribute to this conversation you're not smart enough to raise your hand and say, hey, I have something to say about this in Clubhouse. You're not good enough to start an IG Live. You only have 500 followers. Who's going to show up? No one's going to show up. No one cares. So you don't do it. You think other people know better than you, so you don't do the thing, right? You just go along with everyone else's. That's one way too. Once again, it's your inner critic. It's not you. Let's be you, the true you. Going without that inner critic. Okay, so then... Some people in the room going, no, people pleaser, that's not me. I'm not submissive, that's not me. Okay, then you might be this third one. If is this third one, I'm just going to tell you right now, you got some work to do, buddy. Right? High-level entrepreneurs, high-level CEOs sometimes are like this. They're the blamers. I see it all the time. The people that say, their inner critic tells them, hey, you're too smart. Your ego loves it, man. It loves to protect itself. So they'll go, you know, you're, you're too smart. That person, if something fails, it's not your fault, it's someone else's fault. And sales will see this all the time. Someone go, you know, the the, the lead didn't buy from me, right? And it's because of, you know, they're this and they're that. You put blame in other things. On the other side, too, that's the ego, the egotistical one. But the, the secret one, and I played a little bit of this, you don't get what you want because the universe dictated it so. <laughs> right? You're, you're Because of your past, because of the way you grew up, because of the way that you learned this or learned that, that's the reason why you're not successful. That's what we tell ourselves. And that's just the inner critic, once again, protecting you from the truth. The truth is you have a choice to become whoever you want to become. You have a choice to get the success that you want in life, but instead you wanna be comfortable and say, "You know, I I just can't do it because I never learned that. What if again, we quiet down that voice We don't put power into that. We don't put energy into that. And we focus that energy. We shift that energy into the things we needed to do. What would our life become? Who would we become? Could you actually get everything you want out of life? Maybe so. I know there's some people, you know, that maybe listen to me and heck if I even was listening to myself, I might say, well, I don't know if that could work for me. I have something to challenge you on that. If you haven't done it before, how in the world would you know? There's something I say all the time, um, with, with, you know, my, my course, right, my course, inspirational seller. And for those that are again, tired, of the same old, same old, maybe it's time for you to DM me the word inspire. Maybe it's time for you to learn something different so you can start inspiring your audiences. Maybe it's your time to stop listening to your inner critic telling you, Hey, even if you buy this course, you're, you're going to be stuck in the same place. Maybe you stop listening to that and start putting energy and learning and doing what you need to do. So if that's you, you can DM me. But the thing is this, if we keep feeding into it, we get the same results over and over again. We open the same door expecting someone else to be on the other side of it. We wake up every morning wondering, man, that maybe it's today is the day that things change and nothing changes. Maybe it is time to try something different. Maybe it is time to, to again, observe what the inner critic is telling us but not let it latch onto us. We put it aside and we start walking away from it, right? Like if you can imagine, it, what's funny is in cartoons and stuff, you know how they do that thing where, speaking of cartoons, like you, you can just imagine and look at Glenn Lundy right now. So Glenn Lundy has this cartoon and if he said something or if he thought something, there'd be little bubbles or little cloud things around him and then it'd be what he's thinking in his mind, right? We all can kind of picture that in our mind. The truth is, that's not how it works for us. What happens is that cloud actually encompasses us. We're inside the cloud, and that cloud is again, our inner critic telling us we're not good enough. What we need to do is take that cloud, push it away from us, create distance. That we're looking inside the cloud going, that's a weird thing to say, I would never say that. That's a weird thing to say, why would you say that? It's okay, and here's, here's the other part of this too. I said you need to observe and listen not encompass why do i say you i I didn't say ignore because you can't ignore that right to ignore it gives it more power because what it does is just bleeds into us more right it starts to overtake us and again now we're in the matrix again now we're on autopilot again we're not able to really see what life is really about so you need to observe it you need to see it for what it is and separate yourself from it if you do this if you take me up on this and, and, and start to implement this in your daily life, you may just start getting the results that you want. You might. And also, you might not. I might be full of crap. That's also a possibility. But again, if you've been getting the same results for years, and some of us in this room are in this scenario, we've been getting the same results for years and not trying anything new, maybe now is your opportunity. Listen, I don't really believe in accidents all the time, right? I think things happen for a reason. And maybe I'm in this room talking to you to give you permission to stop listening to that inner critic telling you're not good enough, that you don't deserve what you want out of life, that it's not okay to tell people what you're going to build one day, because what if things go wrong? Maybe I'm in this room telling you this because you have something worth telling the world about. Maybe you have something that could change someone's life for the better, But instead, you're being selfish. You're being selfish and listening to the inner critic and not doing anything. Could you imagine a world where Glenn Lundy doesn't create Breakfast with Champions? Could you imagine if Glenn Lundy listened to his inner critic and didn't allow for like hundreds of thousands of people every single month to get inspiration, education that they need and deserve? Could you imagine that? No. Why? Because he separated himself from maybe the doubt that he had. Now I'm not going to talk for him and say he has doubts, but again. I'm willing to bet he does. Why? Because he bleeds like the rest of us. You know, he looks like a God, a cartoon God at that right now, but (laughs) he's human. Okay. Could you imagine if Donna Bowling didn't teach us how to show up on our our social media? Because she constantly thought to herself, maybe she's not good enough. And I know that, again, she's human. She has those doubts, but she still does the things she needs to do do. Why? Because there's someone out there that needs it and deserves it. These individuals are not selfish. They're selfless. The act in order to help the world. And you deserve to be amongst the people that I talk about, the TMs of the world, the people on stage. You are no different than us. We are no better than you. The only difference is maybe that we don't let the inner critic overcome us. So, what I'm going to challenge you all to do today is simple. And every time I do a segment, I have to ch- I have to push some people. That's just what I do. I'm a coach, I can't help it. But I dare you. A double dog dare you, okay? To start putting distance between you and inner critic and start taking action. You said you wanted to do a clubhouse room. What the heck are you waiting for? I almost almost swore there. I'm doing really good, by the way, but not swearing. You said you wanted to go uh, uh, go do an IG live. Well, go ahead and do it. You said you wanted to come out with that offer you've been talking about for years. Go ahead and do it. The worst case scenario is nothing there is no worst case scenario you'll learn from it you'll do something and maybe just maybe if you listen to us enough if you listen to me enough and you listen to your true self enough and not your inner critic you may just get what you want out of life and that's what i'm here for i want you to do what you deserve to do and be who you deserve to be and stop letting the world dictate who you are stop letting your inner critic who by the way is a compilation of all the worst people you've ever been a part of of your life who said the worst things ever to you. It's not you, it's just what you think. So maybe you need to think less and do more, and maybe just maybe you can be who you're meant to be. Now with that, we get three minutes left. I'm curious to know if you have a question for me or maybe a comment to share. This last three to two minutes is for you. I hear somebody blinking. Raylan, uh, Ivory Drago. Rocky in Russia was Rocky four. You were the man. Thank you. I always get that confused because Clubber Lane was two movies and I get it all confused. Thank you. Four, don't listen to me. Not five. I think five wasn't very good. Now, Laura, I think you're up next. Hey, Raylin. Great segment. It's my first time hearing you speak. I appreciate it. I liked it so much. So how does an MMA fighter pick up Eckhart Tolle? Gotta know. That's my question. <laughs> I'll make this brief. So one of the things I've always... Been, I guess what made me unique was that I've always been curious and and I never think that I have all the answers. So I search everywhere. Right. So as an MMA fighter, the hardest opponent I've ever faced was myself. It's not the fight that is difficult. It's the walk up to the cage. Because as you're walking up to the cage, immediately you're thinking all the things that can go wrong. Well, what if this happens? And what if he does this? And what if he does that? And eventually you get to the point where you realize that you're not battling your, you're not batting, battling your opponent. You have to fight yourself. Because if you get yourself out of the way, you will perform at your best. Now, that's no different, by the way, than entrepreneurship. That sounds just like entrepreneurship, right? If you can just get past yourself, you may just show up, be found, and do great things. But instead, right, we oftentimes bow ourselves so much. So so that's how I found Eckhart Tolle because I read everything, right? I don't know, just because something maybe is out of my wheelhouse or whatever, I, I, I want to know more. And when I read, I'm just going to make some people upset, but when I read the four agreements, I didn't understand it. I did not like it. Now, when I don't like something, that usually means that I'm blocking myself from liking it, uh, saying something that's maybe true to me. And so I'm like, oh, I don't like it. And so I forced myself to reap more, which then led me on this path of, okay, well, what is this world really about? And what I found was it's a very interesting world that maybe could help people. So I'll stop there. Um, hope that answers your question.
0: Yeah, Anything else?
1: That was great. No, I work with pro athletes, so that's I love that, the, the concept you just placed out for us. Thank you.
0: I just want to say your lucky Braille was on the phone, because if she heard you say that about the four agreements, you'd have a problem. Now,
1: look, <laughs> I want to make sure this is clear. I don't feel that way anymore. <laughs> so don't no one come after me. Any final uh, comments or questions?